fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, it is. Welcome into the program. It is a Friday, the end of the week. You finally made it. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back for a job well done for another week. Maybe. Unless you're a progressive, then you know what? You have another week in your parents' basement. Ha! See what we did there? I find that as a joke. Welcome into the show. It is a Friday, the end of the week. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very much, your Millennial General reporting for duty. Lots of things to get to for the end of the week. I want to try and keep it somewhat lighthearted. At the same time, it's hard to do in today's times. There's a lot of things to talk about. A disinformation governance board is uh, breathing down my neck, so I have to get the information out before we're not allowed to do so any longer because, well, I mean, not even the interweb is safe any longer from the quote-unquote misinformation and fake news that's spreading around there. You are fake news. (laughs) Bottom of the hour, we got Karen Strawn. She is a male rights advocate. We'll talk about... Some uh, battles going on with men versus uh, extreme feminism going on in society, not just in the U.S., as she's based out of Canada, but we'll talk about that. Plus, she wrote a new uh, opinion piece, an anti-feminist men's right activist weighs in on new lingerie for men. Yeah. All right. All right guys, you ready to wear some lingerie? Put on the, uh, the fishnets there. There you go, buddy. Make it make it happen. We'll talk with Karen Strawn about that in just a little bit, and we'll have some fun with that article that she wrote. I got to start off with the most important issue on the show today. What's trending today? And I hate to say it, but I told you so. I just, I, I told you so. I get a lot of heat, uh, metaphorically speaking, uh, for people laughing at me because I eat a real, lot of really spicy food. I make my own... I, I must say so myself. I'm actually very proud of my homemade salsa that I make at home, and it's super easy to make. A lot of people really enjoy it, and even the Hispanic community really enjoys it, which I actually got it from his, some Hispanic friends that I had from years ago, but I gave it to some of my new coworkers, and they loved it, loved it. It's so good, and they're like, oh, man, you need to sell this. Uh, so I am enjoying that, but... I get a lot of flack for the really, really spicy foods that I eat. Everything's got to have a jalapeno on it or some type of hot sauce. I got to feel the burn, baby. I love it. And not the Bernie Sanders burn. Come on, man. It is totally absurd. Uh, That's what I'm saying. But there's a new study out here that is giving me hope that I may not have as many health issues as what I think (laughs) down the road. According to studyfinds.org, chili peppers could be the secret ingredient, red chili pepper specifically, could be the secret ingredient for beating certain forms of cancer. Hey! Now, I have always said that because I eat so many hot peppers and hot things that I very rarely get sick. Now, when I do get sick, obviously, when you get a kid, you have a young one at home, you get sick a little bit more often because they're, like, spreading it around like crazy and, you know, wiping the snot all over their face, and then they go to school, and then they share it with other kids, and 
you know, it's it's worse than like high school when you got to stop them from making out with each other. But the little kids, they just, man, they spread everything and you get sick a lot more often. I eat a lot of red peppers. I don't get sick very often, but when I do, I get knocked down pretty badly for, you know, a few days. Luckily, with the whole holistic remedies, I'm only down for a day or two and then back up and at it uh, to a way where I could survive. But I don't get sick very often. And personally, I attribute it to the fact that I eat a lot of spicy things. But according to the study that there's actually a new study from the Marshall University that says that an ingredient inside the red chili peppers, the substance which gives the chili peppers their hot and spicy taste, can also keep multiple forms of cancer from actually growing in your body. The biggest hurdle scientists had to overcome, however, was finding the best way to deliver the certain ingredient to the patients. As researchers say, their report is the first to examine sustained release formulations of the uh, capsaicin, I think that's what it is, capsaicin, an anti-cancer drug. The delivery methods include solid dispersion systems, uh, liposomes, uh, and I don't even know how to pronounce those other places. So they tried in different ways, and they found a uh, some type of effect that the red chili peppers have on cancer. So there you go. As we continue to try and make the world a healthier and better place, you don't need chemotherapy. You just need to eat some red chili peppers. Ha-ha! I'm going to go with that one, and I'm sticking to it. we got a lot to, <laughs> got a lot to stick to today. As we mentioned, we have some fun issues. We have Jen Psaki that is out as the communications director for the White House. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But while the Biden administration is still working on a platform for the midterm elections, we've talked a lot about this topic. Obviously, with the SCOTUS hearing that was leaked out for the opinion on the abortion issue now riling the base on the other side because they can't actually turn out unless they're emotionally enraged for some reason. If they're not, then they just don't care. They don't care about the political issue. They don't care about the flavor of the day. They don't care about anything. They have to be emotionally charged. They have to be very angry, and they have to feel like they want to burn down cities in order for them to turn out and be active. So the Democrats know how to play to their base. They're doing a good job on that front. So with that in mind, Joe Biden has been desperate to try and run on a campaign of a successful economic platform, which, (laughs) I mean... Yeah, you don't you don't have that right now. Sorry, buddy. That's a that's a big loser there. But you can try. You can try now. According to CNS News, the Biden administration is really excited and happy about the new non-farm payroll jobs that were added for the month of April that was announced today, showing a near four hundred and twenty-eight thousand new jobs created for the month of April in line with the consensus estimate that was going to be around 400,000, according to the Labor Department's Bureau of Labor Statistics that reported earlier today. Here's the kicker to that. Now, Joe Biden's out there, hey, we created more jobs. We have more jobs in this nation than ever before, and more people are working than ever before. We totally rebounded, and then some with the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's not true. That's actually a lie, but he can say whatever he He's also willing to said that he created like 6 million jobs. Like, let's shut everybody's business down, keep everybody at home during the COVID pandemic, lock them in, isolate them. And then when they go back to work, be like, hey, I created jobs, largest job growth on the face of the earth. Well done, guys. It's a lie, but he can say whatever he wants to. We just see through it. So go ahead and keep making a fool of yourself. Here's the kicker, though. While he's trying to parade around the fact that 428,000 jobs were created for the month of April, we also had an overall decrease, decrease of jobs with a grand sum total of a net loss for the month of 353,000 jobs compared to the prior month actually in the workforce. So for those on the other side of the aisle for a second, let me break this down for you so that way you understand this a little bit better. We added 428,000 new jobs. 
But even with the addition of 428,000 new jobs, there was a net loss of 353,000 jobs overall for the month of April. Uh, let me grab my calculator. Here we go. Okay, so that's right around 781,000 jobs lost, meaning we gained some, but even with that amount of gain, we went backwards 353,000. So that would be a total loss of the Biden administration's month of April jobs report of 781,000 jobs. That's kind of interesting. Why would we lose so many jobs? Let's take it a step further. The And this is why these numbers don't make sense and why people's brains like frying and just go numb when we start talking about unemployment rates and, and uh, people that actually applied for unemployment benefits and the total job force and what the unemployment rate actually is. Because they say that we lost a net number of 781,000 jobs, yet... The unemployment rate maintained at, uh, what is it, 3.6% overall for the unemployment. So we lost more jobs than we gained, but yet the unemployment number stayed the same. And because they say, even with the net loss of jobs, those actively looking for work in the prior four weeks for the month of April went down by 11,000 jobs to a total of 5,941,000 people. So to put this all in perspective, we had a net loss of jobs. We also had a drop in people looking actively looking for jobs, and the unemployment rate stayed the same. Now, the 11,000 people that stopped looking for work didn't obviously compare to the 781,000 people that lost their jobs. So why is the unemployment rate the same? I mean, I know that you're twisted into pretzels right now. I am as well. How does that number make sense? The truth is, is that the unemployment rate numbers mean absolutely nothing in society nowadays because it's based on the flavor of the political structure and the political party that's in power at the time wanting to use them for their own benefit. Oh, the unemployment rate stayed the same at 3.6%. Really? Because we lost almost a million jobs and only 11,000 people stopped looking for, actively stopped looking for jobs, meaning they're either already on the social program they haven't yet applied for the social program for it to hit the numbers or they haven't or they ran out of their benefits and can't qualify for anymore but have yet to actually get a job and aren't seeking actively seeking for jobs because you know that a vast majority of those that are actually seeking jobs quote unquote are people that probably ran out of their unemployment benefits or are on the benefits and have to show that they applied to x amount of jobs in order for them to continue to receive their benefits for unemployment so the numbers completely bogus because we lost a million jobs, the Biden administration is saying that we're doing well and that we gained 428,000. Less people are applying for it, but yet the unemployment rate all stayed the same. None of these numbers make sense in any way, shape, or form. And here's the reason. So we had almost, I mean, almost 800,000 jobs of people leaving the workforce for the month of April. That would be my next big question is, why? Why are people leaving the workforce? Were they temporary jobs and they just didn't like doing it anymore? Are they going off on their own and starting their own business? Are they just staying at home and trying to apply for the unemployment benefits? Why are they leaving the workforce? According to CNBC News, they say it's because of, well, I mean, COVID, totally. Like, duh. <laughs> They say one of the factors that may have made a participation rate fall for the month of April related to the latest COVID variant spreading across the nation. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 1.2 million people were out of work in April due to the sickness. Down with the sickness, baby. So we have a new COVID variant 
that is less severe, obviously. We have a decrease in deaths, decrease in hospitalizations, but a new COVID variant that really just gives you the sniffles. It doesn't even like break into the tissue. It just literally gives you like a sneezing fit, and that's about it. I have a drippy nose, or I did last week. Maybe I had COVID. I don't know. Didn't get tested because I don't want them testing me because I don't need to. But now we have a new COVID variant that apparently is driving a million people out of the workforce because even if you get it, the policy right now is still to have people stay home for at least two weeks until you don't have any symptoms or you test positive. Why? I'm not sure. You would think, and again, this is something that the other side doesn't do, but you would think that if it's a less severe variant and you don't get sick by the new variant, except for like a sniffle, wouldn't you want to like spread it around to be able to get that natural immunity And that way you can build up an immune system to it. You can fight it and you don't have to worry about vaccines. You don't have to worry about masks. You don't have to worry about isolation. You don't have to worry about any of the disastrous things that have happened over the last few years that we could build. Now is the time. Now is the time where you stick your kids in with the other kids like when they had the chicken pox as a kid and say, I want you to get it now so that way you can get it and get it over with. And that way you don't get shingles when you're older. I want my kid to go and play with your kid and have a spend spend the night party because I want my kid to get the chicken pox. Now is the time for us as adults to be thinking about that for the COVID variant as well. Be like, wow, this new subvariant B.52 or whatever the hell it's called, the variant of the subvariant, it is uh, not severe at all. Maybe we should start spreading it around. But instead, we're trying to still stay at home for two weeks and get over it. And apparently they say it's only because there's so many COVID patients that are actually leaving the workforce. That's why employment rates are down right now. And we lost 800,000. I don't know about that. I have a hard time believing that one. Maybe it's true, but I'm skeptical. I really don't think so. Let's take a break. When we come back, Jen Psaki out. Who's going to be replacing? Is that a conflict of interest? And what is the new propaganda machine going to look like from the Biden administration in the White House? Coming up here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it is. Welcome back into the program here. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. 24 minutes past the hour. Appreciate you joining us here on a Thursday. We have Karen Strawn. She is a male rights advocate coming on the program here at the bottom of the hour, just a few minutes from now. The press secretary for the White House is a very difficult job, obviously. We had a run-through of a few different candidates during the Trump administration, and now apparently we're segueing into number two for the Biden administration. But, man, I got to tell you, I don't know where they find these people. I think they're running just like at the bottom of the pool, like they don't have a whole lot of journalists. I mean, apparently journalism school is dead and it's gone, and individuals that want to be involved in politics or news in some way, shape, or form, apparently there's nobody. (laughs) <laughs> they can't find anybody. They don't want anybody. They don't want to look for anybody new. Remember, Democrats, they got to keep their circle very tight. The establishment, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Joe Biden's, the Chuck Schumer's, the uh, Dick Durbin's, the, you know, those kind of guys, the Adam Schiff's even, they like their quarters very tight. They don't like to really branch out and find new, uh, fresh young people in there to represent. They got to go back to the old school ones. So they're running out of ideas So what do they do? They really go to somebody who has no qualifications in this position in any way, shape, or form that has links to the mainstream media that loves the Democrats, that despises Republicans in some way, shape, or form, and just bring in a news personality is what they have to do, which I'm sure there's some kind of ethical violation in some way, shape, or form on that, and it is being challenged, by the way. But according to the Free Beacon now, is that the new White White House has announced uh, yesterday that, uh, is it Karen or Corrine? I think it's Corrine. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, a veteran anti-Israel activist who's also married to a CNN correspondent, will replace outgoing press secretary Jen Psaki, uh, raising the potential ethical quandaries. Let me get this straight. You can't find a middle-of-the-road journalist, a communications major in one of the universities across this great nation to pick a student to say, hey, You've got now, you've worked in the White House, you've worked in politics in some way, shape, or form. Here's the binder of topics you need to relate to the mainstream media and go about your day. You can't find anybody to actually do that job. I could do a better job than what Jen Psaki's done. I don't know anything about how Washington, D.C. works, and I would be very angry with how the media tries to attack. But uh, Jen Psaki uh, is out to go to the media, and we're going to bring in someone who's married to a CNN correspondent, Karine Jean-Pierre to come in and actually be the new press secretary. Now, I'm, I gotta believe, and it is being challenged, as many say here, according to uh, the Daily Mail, that it is being challenged right now with ethics, ethics watchdogs are challenging the conflict of interest between the White House correspondent and the ties that they have to the mainstream media. Because is there going to be favoritism here? Well, CNN needs all the help they can get to boost their ratings to like a whole max number two, but they're working on it. They're trying. 
Their CNN Plus failed miserably, so now they've got to have somebody internally inside with the White House to apparently leak them and, and give them some goodies to boost up their numbers a little bit. So they bring in someone who's married to a CNN correspondent to actually do this. They really don't know how to branch outside their own circle, do they? This happened with the, who was it? Was it the senator, congressman? He was the, uh, he did the rebuttal to the State of the Union during Trump, and he was a Kennedy, a young Kennedy from the East Coast, Maine, or wherever it was, and he spoke, and he did an okay job. You know, the Kennedys are the Kennedys. They actually have a lot of power, a lot of influence, not as much anymore, obviously, because he was supposed to be the new big up-and-comer as a Kennedy and a Democrat that was going to counter the Republicans, and that's the last we've heard from the guy. You would think the young generation, the younger faces, should be like the new cool hip guys that actually come in and take over the Democrat Party to give them a bit of a boost in imaging and propaganda and morale, trying to get the younger base, uh, like, you know, working and actually doing cool things and getting them excited. But instead, they shun them. So they can't bring in someone hip and cool like that. They got to bring in a CNN correspondent's wife, Corrine Jean Pierre, to boost the ratings for CNN, to give a more connected tie to, as, you know, of course, I mean, we have our. Uh, uh, our governance board for disinformation now. So now we have the media deeply tied in even more so with the government to give us the truth, the right? Voice of Reason yeah. with yeah. Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. It is a Friday, the last half hour of the program, moving through faster than, well, things that are slow. <laughs> See, yeah, we did a great analogy. Well done. Joe Biden, I feel like a Joe Biden right now. You doing, doing all right, buddy? Feeling good? He's a jackass. All right, sorry. Welcome back in. Last half hour of the show. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. So a conflict of interest, you think maybe for the new press secretary for the White House coming from being married to a CNN correspondent. And, you know, as we talk about a disinformation governance board with the silencing of content online, on radio, on TV, wherever it may be, and however big this thing may turn out to be, and then the mainstream media getting further into bed with the government, any type of conflict of interest there, and you wonder why we're concerned about propaganda coming out of the federal level. Let's shift gears a little bit here. What do you say? Have some fun going into the last half hour of the program with our latest in What's Trending. 
What's trending today? So there's apparently a new movement, which I don't want to say yet. I want her to explain it because I just don't get it. You thought that like, you know, the whole teaching kids about transgenderism was interesting at like the age of five or what we saw with the schools at five-year-olds needing to do the school project to pick out the racist out of their family because that's apparently the important projects that we have now for young kids in Washington, D.C., You're going to enjoy this story as we talk about the continued battle against the radical feminist movement and the battle on the genders. uh, Remember that game, that board game, what was it, Gender Battles or the Battle of the Sexes? Battle of the Sexes, that's what it was. That was a fun one, but this is taking it to an entirely new level. And super happy to have back on the program. We've had her on many times before, uh, although it has been a while. She's a male rights activist. She's an anti-feminist, which means like she's just a grown adult and can handle herself like a woman, like normal people should. You can find her YouTube channel at Girl Writes What. Excited to have on the program with us here again. It's Karen Strong. Karen, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am living the dream. It's always good to chat with you. It is a strange world that we live in. First off, I never thought that we would be teaching five-year-olds to do an anti-racist project to go and tell them to go home and find the racist member of their family to report back to school. I also thought that we'd never have a battle on young kids needing to uh, be taught about transgenderism at the age of five years old, six years old, or genders or anything at that age. And now we just have like a reversal roles at the house, it seems like. Um, you know, I, I, this is, this is the weirdest thing to me because I think, you know, like Florida's exemplary of basically the, the entire, most of the population of the U S right. It's like most of them, when they read that bill saying, you know, you can't teach transgender theory to K through, through grade three, (laughs) um, you can't, you can't actually introduce sexual topics and topics about gender identity before sex education officially starts, um, you know, around age 10, um, you, you can't do that as, as a matter of curriculum. Um, almost everybody in Florida is, they either agree or if they disagree, they're not that upset about it. Right. Right. Um, and I think, I think that's like 90% of normal human beings. Um, so basically what you have is it's it's this uh, very, very, very uh, small percentage of the population that's pushing all of this nonsense. And I would actually, you know, and I hate to say it, I hate to say it because these ladies, they, they annoyed me and, and annoyed me for years. And every time I go and read what they did back in the 60s and the 70s, I, it makes me so angry. Um because they really messed everything up, but they are actually the ones who are getting booted off social media for saying that, you know, like, okay, I'm not, go and be a trans woman if you want, but you're not actually a woman, Um, you know, and and you shouldn't be participating, you shouldn't be competing in in women's sports uh, if, if you were born with testes. So, is that an issue you, you have know, up in Canada? Because I, the more I read these stories across the nation here in the U.S., I just it sounds like we've lost our minds. Are you guys battling with that in Canada too? We started way, way, way. Like we've been down this. We're the ones <laughs> leading you down this garden path. Ah, all right. You, you're like, yeah, we've already been there, done that. <laughs> oh yeah, no. This is we've we've been teaching the gender unicorn in K through three 
for the last 10 years. Mm, that makes sense. I do remember the last story I, I remember coming out of Canada was that they were going to get rid of the genders on the birth certificate. So that way the, the baby could choose when it gets old enough to decide and start talking or something. It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, and how, how does the how does the baby, you know, when they're six or 12 or whatever, how do they choose what gender they are? By gender stereotypes. Right. I thought we were supposed to be getting rid of gender stereotypes. Yeah. Now it's like if if you if you engage in any stereotypically uh, girl behavior as a boy or boy behavior as a girl, then well, you must be. Able, it's like it's like we're just cementing gender stereotypes. You know, like it's like there's no internal consistency yeah. with these people at all. Um, you can't be a tomboy anymore. Um, if you're a tomboy, like I was a tomboy, I grew up a tomboy, I'm still a tomboy. Um, there's a video on my channel of me climbing uh, 25 feet up a tree with a chainsaw. Sure. Right? So, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm but a that bit doesn't of, make you a, a guy. Yeah, but that doesn't right? make you a guy. No, but if I was six years old today and some adult in a position of trust had been like, hmm, you ever thought maybe you're not actually a girl? Maybe you're really a boy. You know you can become a boy, right? <laughs> you know, maybe my maybe I wouldn't have three kids, yeah. which, you know, there are days when mm, <laughs> part of me wishes that, you know, uh, maybe that wasn't the case. But, um, but uh, as it happens with every parent, I'm sure. But um, but here's the crazy part uh, about it is that back in the uh, day when females were tomboys like that and they were the tough ones, like you said, climbing the tree with a chainsaw, you know, uh, it, it, you know, the, the country folk, it's when you see the girl, you know, with a, with a belt buckle and a cowboy hat driving a big truck to guys. For a lot of guys, that's even attractive. It doesn't make them like, oh, you're gender confused because you're doing masculine things. That's attractive to guys because they're attracted to that. But then in today's society, if we say that, then now all of a sudden we're expressing ultra masculinity because I don't even know why. So we're trying to reverse that role to where that's cool now, but that makes the girl a dude. And then the guy is the beta male now that apparently has to wear like lingerie or something. I mean, come on. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. You know, and I think, I think there's like a lot of things that are behind this. Um, and some of them are, are things that are kind of unavoidable. There's so many endocrine dis disruptors in the environment and, you know, just in our, in our in-home environments and out in the wider world, and and a lot of those uh, chemicals that we're exposed to are testosterone disruptors and mm. interfere with male sexual development and things like that. But um, but a lot of it is this philosophy, the ideology that you know, like anything goes except for you know the normal thing, right? So y you should be you should identify as as anything but normal because if you identify as normal. You're bad, and uh, you know, and that that I think is is really what's at the heart of this. You know, if you're straight, that's bad. So identify as queer or non-binary or pansexual or a little bit bi. You know, uh, if you're if you're white, that's bad. You know, so you you gotta you gotta pull an, an Elizabeth Warren and say, you know, my cheekbones are high, so therefore, right, and. Uh, like it's it's basically if if you are the norm you're a bad person and uh, and so you have to, and then you have to wear your the things that are are not normal about you on your sleeve as a badge 
um, and push them in everybody's face. And I'm, I'm just like, you know, why can't we just all be who we are and not care so much? That would be. Well, that's the thing. When, why cool. did we? Why did we choose when we start getting? I mean, we had the civil rights movement in the seven, in the sixties and the seventies, and we got rid of you know slavery and the separate but equal and the Jim Crow laws and all the stuff, and said, "Hey, judging people by their skin color is bad." Why is it now that we've gone so far the other direction to say, "Hey, I'm different," so therefore that is now my sole identity? It's not just part of me, and you just you go about it, and, and you know it's part of you, and that's who you are, whatever. But now that is you and everybody doesn't know about your thoughts or your uh, views of life or your work ethic or anything. No, it's the fact that you are a pansexual or that you're part of the LGBTQ in some way, shape or form. Why does that have to be the sole focus of their entire identity now? Well, I think, I think it's a way of dividing people, you know, I mean, it's, it's basically like, okay, so, you know, you had the Martin Luther King, you know, judge me by the content of my character, not the color of my skin. And you got Joe Biden saying, you know, if you have trouble figuring out whether you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black, <laughs> right? Um, so, you know, and, and so nobody cares what you think, except that they think that you have to think a certain way that's commensurate with your skin color or your sexual orientation or your gender identity. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a woman who hasn't worn makeup in probably three, four years. Mm. Uh, I got short hair and comfortable shoes and, uh, and I don't even own, know if I own a skirt. Right. And, uh, and people make assumptions about me that, that, you know, that I'm probably, you know, they click on my videos. A lot of them are sardonically named. Um, the one that gets the most angry comments before, before the person listens is called, I'm a sexy woman. So stop objectifying me and uh and they assume that i'm a radical feminist and so they they leave some drive-by nasty comment and then someone else in the comment section will say well you know you look stupid now yeah um you know because you didn't watch clearly you didn't watch the video but um but yeah no people make assumptions about you know based on how you look based on on how you behave based on how many cuss words you used uh in the last three sentences, things like that. But, um, but effectively, you just need to. What people need to do is stop making judgments and start getting to know yeah, what is, people really think. That is very true, Karen. We got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with me? I can. Uh, awesome. Hang on the line here. We got to take a hard break here. When we come back, I want to talk about the alpha male, the beta male, what's acceptable in society, what's not acceptable in society, and some more. When we come back here on the, the Voice, Voice Reason for a Friday, Reason. stay here with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show for a Friday. Wrap it up your week. Next week, we have a heck of a loaded week for you. On Tuesday, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, the former Fox News host, the host and the author. Hold on. Scroll across the studio here. His new book, Killing the Killers. I have a copy of it in my hands right here if you're watching the video feed for TV and online. Uh, We will have Bill O'Reilly on the show live with us on Tuesday afternoon. On Friday next week, Boris Epstein. He's the former political consultant for the Trump campaign and the Trump administration. He'll be joining us live on the show on Friday next week as well, along with a heck of a lot of other guests. We have uh, uh, Igor, Igor Kirilenko. Coming on the program, his wife, Veronica Kirilenko, she comes on quite a bit to talk about some international issues, Ukrainian issues. We'll have her husband on the program, as obviously they've grown up in the Ukraine. We'll talk about civilian life. We'll talk about uh, their conflict with Russia and the Ukraine and more. So next week's show is going to be awesome. You're not going to miss it every single day. We have a really great guest. We have an awesome guest on the program with us today here as well for the last few minutes of the show. You can find her on the YouTube channel, Girl Writes What. You can see her and her opinion columns as well as the anti-feminist men's right advocate talking about some of the craziness going on in society. Now, Karen, as I tease going into the break here, we have uh, lower, and I've seen a lot of the medical studies now, men drastically losing testosterone big time, losing like sperm counts, losing testosterone, you know, just becoming a, a soft bunch of men. Why do you think that is? Is it the food? Is it the culture? Is it the demonization of alpha males? Is it a combination of everything? Why do you think that we're seeing such an attack on the males right now, both biologically and physically? Well, I think it is a combination of biological and uh, and psychological factors because you know, like if you if you actually uh, you know test a man's testosterone when he goes to watch a soccer game, watch his favorite team play, um, you test it before he uh, you know at the start of the match and it's normal, and then you, when his team wins, he gets like a massive hit of testosterone. He gets a victory effect. It's like. He gets a big, huge rush of, almost like a euphoric rush of testosterone. Um, and if his team loses, he uh, he gets a drop in testosterone. And it's 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 enough to, in some animals, uh, that, you know, the, uh, the victory versus loser effect 
um, is enough to actually change uh, the appearance of the male overnight. Um, you know, uh, there's a um, certain uh, breed of, of monkey called a mandrill um, that has bright face. The males have bright facial colorings, and their colors will fade overnight if uh, another male beats them up and deposes them from their, their status, right? Mm. Knocks them down a peg. Right, so I mean, like you're you're looking at a whole bunch of things. You're looking at a bunch of social psychological things, and then you're also looking at the environmental things. And you know, I would I would say to parents with with new babies um, or women who are pregnant, avoid anything, avoid drinking or eating anything out of plastic, uh, particularly any kind of plastic that's flexible. and uh, the uh, cornerstone of a safe baby toy industry, uh, which makes rubber duckies and, and other kinds of squeaky toys safe and soft and squishable, um, it, it's actually uh, what do kids do, babies do with their toys. They put them in their mouths and, uh, and the phthalates uh, starts with PH, PHTH phthalates. Um, they they leach into uh, and and they disrupt. Uh, they act as testosterone disruptors and can can interfere with male sexual development. And you know, so, I mean, like you've got all of these things that are kind of Processed it's foods? not a conspiracy, but they're, they're kind of teaming up to to bring men down. Yeah, yeah. Processed foods, you know, canned foods, that kind of stuff. You know, fast food is that contributing as well? Oh yeah, no, and soy. I mean, I'm I'm gonna say it. You know, these are phytoestrogens. They they, you know, gynecomastia in in adolescent boys is more common than it's ever been. This is like the appearance of man boobs during puberty, and it doesn't go away anymore the way it used to. It used to be like, oh yeah, no, he'll grow out of it when he's 18. Yeah. Not anymore. How scary. It's a sad deal, and we have to yeah. continue to stay vigilant, stay active, and try and fight this stuff left and right. But it is, like you mentioned, whether it's conspiratorial or not, it's happening in society. We need to be aware of it and try to correct it pretty drastically. It's Karen Strawn. You can find her on the YouTube channel, Girl Writes What. You can find all her pieces as well uh, with her opinion op-eds. Karen, it's always good to talk to you. We love having you on the show. Let's do it again soon. Let's do it. Always a pleasure there. Podcast up in just a little bit. Back at it next week again, as we mentioned, all the great stuff going on. Newsletter as well coming out on Monday. Anybody that wants to sign up for the newsletter, go to HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. Become a Hoosier Holic, and we'll get that sent out to you on Monday. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is the Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Have a great weekend. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.